gentlemen, we're back. It's the One Health Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Schmelzer. I'm a fitness enthusiast slash fitness entrepreneur. My goal is to share the knowledge I gather through meeting industry experts with as many people as I can. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, each week we are going to bring on different experts in areas of health. So that could be mental health, physical health, professional health, and spiritual health. We don't claim to be experts in any of these subjects. We just know the people who are, and we interview them for the greater good. So thanks again uh, for you guys' love and support we are getting from our subscribers and all over our social media. Make sure you guys do us a favor and leave us a uh, review on iTunes. That really helps us in the rankings there. So go on the podcast app on your phone. Everybody's iPhone has a little podcast app, the little purple icon. Go on there. Subscribe so you guys can stay up to date on the latest uh, episodes and the news that we have going on. And just uh, we really appreciate you guys sharing this stuff with your friends and family. Remember, all of our videos and our episodes are also on our website at onehealthpodcast.com. I need to give a very special thank you to our sponsors, EcoGym and Motivating You. Make sure you guys go to shop dot team motive the number eight the letter n and the letter u.com so that's shop dot team motivating you.com sign up for your free macro plan for those of you who don't know what a macro plan is it's basically a food plan uh, you guys are going to get a free initial one which is huge this is a ton of value in this so make sure you guys check that out mention that you are a podcast listener uh, when you guys sign up there um, also podcast listeners Eco Gym is another great sponsor of ours, and they have graciously offered six weeks for $6 at your local Eco Gym. So if you are in the Chicago area, make sure you guys check them out. Go to ecogymworldwide.com. Again, mention that you're a One Health subscriber, and you'll get that offer. These guys have 24-7 access, hyperbaric therapy, red light therapy, healthy organic meals that ship to your doorstep supplements smoothies group fitness classes you name it they have it make sure you guys go check that out um so today on the show we have a truly amazing individual joining us we got sean sean thanks for being with us today thank you for having me um sean is a certified health and wellness expert with close to 10 years of experience in the field you have nine different certifications Right. In fitness and nutrition. Correct. Correct. Um, anything else I'm missing there? No, that's it. Um, I also heard uh, EcoGem, their anniversary is coming up soon. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. I yeah. did forget to mention that. Their fifth year at their Glenview yeah. location. Yeah. So uh, we're doing a sale there. Sean works out of um, EcoGem's Glenview location. So, uh, Sean. You are a man of a lot of knowledge, and I wanted to have you on so I could pick your brain on some of these things. And the other day, you and I were kind of talking about chronic illness right. and what chronic illness is, what it means, what causes it, all that good stuff. Right. So for those out there who aren't really familiar with chronic illness or don't have it in their family line or anything like that, um, what, what do we mean when we say chronic illness? So chronic illness is a disease that typically lasts longer than three months. Um, it, it's usually a long-term disease. It cannot 
be healed by vaccines or, or prevented by vaccines, and it cannot usually be cured by medication. Okay. Yep. So I'll, I'll kind of give you a little backstory, what kind of drove me in my passion for chronic illness, and then uh, kind of let you know more detail what are some of those things. So what drove my passion to educate myself and teach people about chronic illness. Okay, so I just said it's a disease that lasts longer than three months. It cannot be prevented by vaccines and cannot be cured by medication. 80% of chronic illness can be cured through nutrition and exercise. Wow. Yeah, 80%. 40% of the cancers that are caused by lifestyle it's also known as a lifestyle disease can be cured and prevented by exercise and nutrition unfortunately of the total american population 30% of americans exercise and and live a healthy lifestyle so that is a huge portion of Americans that are suffering with symptoms of, you know, chronic illness or overweight, obese. Um, and it's actually being overweight that leads to a lot of the symptoms. So about me when I was, I'm, I'm 38. Um, I've been studying um, health and fitness, nutrition for the past almost nine years, just short of 10 years. Um, and when I was 28 years old, I had symptoms of heart disease. Even that young? That young. Wow. And I, I've been in this industry now for just, like I said, almost nine years, and I see a lot of people that are suffering, a lot of children these days that are suffering from symptoms that are gonna lead to heart disease. And uh, it it's just blows my mind how many clients that I work with that come in that are in their teenage years that are having these problems already. They're pre-diabetic, they're diabetic, or they literally have symptoms of heart disease. And so it is a epidemic. Actually, I cannot remember the year, but there was actually diabetes and was an epidemic. Like, I want to say it was like mid 1800s when they realized that diabetes was an epidemic. Hmm. And here we are, you know, fast forward in 2018. And how many people do you see that are type 2 diabetic, type 1 diabetic? How many commercials do you see on TV that have to do with diabetes medication? Oh, it's constantly. Constant. Every time you're watching Constant. it. Constant. Yeah. So they knew this back in mid-1800s. Um, do you think, okay, so you're a parent. Right. Do you think that a lot of these parents out there are are hesitant to maybe push their kids to get into exercise or, or be active do you think there's still some of the mentality where it's like oh it's just a phase uh he or she is just a chubby kid and they'll kind of grow out of it do you think that's the case 
I think that I think that parents who live a healthy lifestyle educate their kids more on a healthy lifestyle. So you're talking about 30% of the population that live this healthy lifestyle that majority of those people teach their kids about good nutrition, staying active. 70% of people of Americans that don't live that obviously are not going to teach that to their kids. That's the problem. I, I, my opinion is it for the same reason that most Americans give an excuse why they don't want to live a healthy fit lifestyle is the same reason why they make an excuse for their kids not doing it. Gotcha. We're busy or they're not interested in it. Yeah. Or when I was young, you know, we ate all of that and we were okay. Well, you're not okay though. (laughs) You know, you're not. And, and you just want to believe it. Most, you know, I, I do so many health assessments on a daily basis and I'll ask you, you know, uh, Tori, or do you have any, uh, any major health concerns or is there anything bothering you today? Or no, I'm fine. Uh, then my next question follows that is, do you take any medications? And I have to ask that because people actually believe in their mind because the medication they're on has subsided the symptoms that they're healthy but it didn't actually take those symptoms away. It didn't cure the problem. The problem still exists. And, and the problem lies within the nutrition and the exercise. So if you didn't change that and now you're on medication, you're literally masking the symptoms. It's a Band-Aid. The problem is still building up slowly. Mm-hmm. It's going to show, it's going to rear its head. That to one point, the medication will not be able to mask the symptom anymore. And then that's where you get premature death. So I see people who, um, you know, over the years working in this industry, I see people that have type 2 diabetes. And instead of managing what their food intake is and getting control of their exercise and stuff like that through resistance training and things like that, they just pump themselves full of more insulin. Right. And like you said, eventually it, it, it causes more and more and more insulin fake insulin to be pumped into their body over and over and over. It starts losing its effect. So not only is that costing them more money, but now their body's starting to like slowly reject and get used to this stuff. Right. So, so the difference between type one, type two diabetes, and just so you know, when I was 28, I had high blood pressure. It was uh 130 something over one uh, 90. I had 240 plus cholesterol level. My triglycerides were over 600. I was pre-diabetic and I had a severe anxiety stress disorder. And so in six months, I corrected almost every one of those. The anxiety stress thing, I still a little bit have that. I think, you know, once your body, we go through some things in life, you know, it's, we can, but I know how to control it. Let's just say I know how to control it mm-hmm. with just some deep breathing meditation. 
um, exercise, and of course, nutrition. But sometimes, you know, I still get into situations where I just have to breathe, relax, you know, but I was all those things. I was, you know, pre-diabetic, high cholesterol, high, um, high blood pressure at 28. Literally, the doctor said, Sean, I'm going to give you two options. I had a DO, not an MD. He had been my doctor my entire life. He knew how fit and healthy I was as a kid and a teenager into my early 20s. It only took a span of five and a half years to go from six pack abs, 23 year old who stopped exercising and stopped eating healthy because I had my first child and I wanted to spend all my time, all my money, all my resources on being a good father to five and a half years down the road, I was literally facing a heart attack. So he said, Sean, I'm going to give you an option. You can correct this. You can go exercise and start eating healthy and you can correct all these issues or I'm going to have to put you on medication to prevent you from having a heart attack before you're 35. Wow. And now I'm 38. <laughs> yeah. So I would have already had a heart attack. That's crazy. Yeah. So type one, type two diabetes. Type one is when you're born with, you know, your, your pancreas doesn't produce the insulin. So... Type two is a lifestyle disease. It is a chronic illness that is uh, literally created based on the way you live. Lack of exercise and a high sugar diet. Okay. Now, sugar is poison to our body. Okay. And we can save that probably for another one of these down the road and when I can really educate you on food. But we're talking about chronic illness right now. But type 2 diabetes is when your body produces too much too much insulin. Okay? So it it literally doesn't know how to turn the faucet off. And what is insulin's job? Insulin is like and I, and I educate people like this. Imagine a train and you have the engine pulling the carts. The engine is the insulin, and and this job is to carry your nutrients, your macronutrients, your proteins, fats, and carbs when they go through the liver and turn into glucose, which is an energy source, your media energy source. Its job is to take those nutrients and, and carry them through the bloodstream and deliver them into the cells where they need to go. Typically, food, okay, food is energy it's our energy source it's our it's our it's our nine it it's our gasoline for a vehicle okay and it is medicine for the body so imagine when you're eating when you're looking at this food what kind of gas and medicine are you putting in your body are you putting in you know low grade 15 ethanol you know percent gas or are you putting 93 octane or jet fuel in your body okay are you giving yourself you know the medication and these the high nutrients that's going to allow your cells to thrive and do their jobs inside your body or are are you putting you know sludge mud in there mm -hmm. you know i mean what would happen if you put mud in your gas tank of your vehicle yeah yeah what would happen if you put water diluted you know gas in your vehicle 
it, it's going to break down. What happens even if you low run low grade oil or low grade fuel in your vehicle? It, it builds up less gas mileage, you know, same thing that happens to our body. So when you're eating food and you're indulging based on taste, based on how your brain responds to it, it you're not eating for energy and for nutrients and, and to nourish your body. You're literally for that micro you know, time that, that, that small amount of time that it tastes great and you're hitting those, those signals in your brain that say, wow, this, this is so good. You know, that addictive, you know, signal that's gone after just a few minutes. And now you left this sludge in your body to, to really damage all your parts. So that's how it comes about. So just to let you know uh, about some chronic illnesses, so arthritis, you know, arthritis is huge. And again, sugar is one of the main sources that flare, you know, arthritis. Uh, people get um, gout, you know, and it flares it up. Are we talking like a lot of the refined sugars and stuff like that yep, so instead refined, of like natural like fruits and stuff like that? Yeah. So, well, it, it, it can really – both? Yeah, it can be both. So, so refined sugar is anything made from flour, wheat flour, or table sugar. Okay. Fructose, which is fruit, which is a simple sugar, both will cause an, a high insulin response in the body. Okay. The thing about fruit is it has minerals and vitamins and fiber and it has things that the body needs. So that's when you get into nutrients timing. So the, uh, it's when you should eat those things, why you should eat them at a certain time. So your body actually uses the sugar as fuel. You know, you don't want to be eating a lot of fruit late at night. And then not all fruit are equal. So you have a higher glycemic and lower glycemic index on fruit that has more nutrients and antioxidants on a lower glycemic index, that meaning that the body's response to the insulin is gonna be slower, the digestive is slower. Um, I've always heard I've always heard like berries are a little bit low glycemic index. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Cherries and berries are your number one fruits to eat. Okay. Yeah. So you can't maybe, maybe stay away it. stay away from like the pineapples the you know pineapples like a medium it's really okay. not as high as you think oh really okay yeah and um, what's on the highest then uh, like, watermelon is really? the highest yes okay and people don't realize yeah you, know? you wouldn't think it's kind of yeah. light it's light. not as like dense yeah. okay lots of water you know super high on the glycemic index okay it's great for exactly post exercise because it has some nitric oxide type things in the rind so it really can help okay um post-exercise but really to indulge in watermelon is not suggested okay gotcha so uh just some other things um cardiovascular disease um and and, and symptoms of that is the high cholesterol high triglycerides high blood pressure um stroke Congestive heart failure, heart attacks, uh, some cancers such as breast cancer, colon cancer, you know, which you, you know, are huge. Um, type 2 diabetes, obesity, uh, diverticulitis, or health problems, cystic fibrosis, osteoporosis, 
Um, and you get into those same things, sugar, sugar being a major factor for a lot of these issues, cancer, osteoporosis, osteopenia, arthritic issues, um, COPD, um, and, the, and there's others. And a lot of these, the, the two major health factors in America are two things that kill most Americans. Smoking's number one, and then right behind it coming up quickly, and that probably will surpass it. Obesity. Overweight and obesity. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I think, too, that a lot of people overlook, and we know because we're in the industry, but we talk about um, visceral fats. Yes. Fats that surround your, your organs. organs. Yes. So what do you do when you somebody comes in, and they might not necessarily look like they are super overweight. Right. What, what conversations do you have with them about what does that do when this fat gets around your organs? Yeah, so, you know, fat can be deposited. It's more of a genetic disposition, how the body stores it. You can't, there's nothing, it's between you and the man upstairs on where it goes and when it comes away, you know. But where it goes and where it's stored is super important to how your body it, you know, the health. So visceral fat is inflammation It's fat buildup around the organs, but it's literally the body looks at it as it, it's being invaded. You know, it's almost like a disease to it. Okay. So, so this, <laughs> that was awesome. Sean's phone. We, we do this live. Sean's phone just went off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, you know, Visceral fat literally acts as inflammation in the body. It surrounds the organs. It compresses the organs. So you've heard of cirrhosis of the liver, fatty liver disease, right? That's basically a high amount of visceral fat surrounding the liver. So these things are live working things, okay? If I was to take my hand and press it around your mouth and your nose, what would happen? Yeah, I'd suffocate. Yeah, yeah you, you would struggle, right? Mm -hmm. You would you would suffocate and then you would die, right? That's what you're doing to your organs when you fill them up with visceral fat around them. You're basically suffocating them to death. You're putting so much pressure around them that they're not able to move and function freely. And therefore, they get squeezed down. They get tired. They give up. Your heart, same thing. You know, it... it you have to keep your visceral fat levels down. That and and that is through diet and exercise. The most the the fastest way. And there's a study by Presbyterian Hospital. I was you know I'm from Dallas, Fort Worth. So Presbyterian Hospital in Dallas actually did a study last summer that said cardio zone training is the they they did a study based on placebo pills medication. And cardio zone training in, in, a, in a good nutrition plan. And they were testing to see what way was the fastest way and the best way to correct and cure cardiovascular disease. It, it was the exercise program. It was the zone training that burned the visceral fat away from the organs. When I, quick question, when I gain fat underneath my skin, right, the subcutaneous fat, right. Am I gaining the same ratio around my organs? Is it like a one-to-one -one ratio or so, how does that? Uh, 
Uh, typically, but it can be a genetic disposition. So you okay. have this skinny fat person who the body does not put a lot of the, the fat uh, subcutaneously under the skin, but it stores more internally around the organs. So they look healthy, but then when you do a cardiovascular test on them, that they are, have horrible cardiovascular health. Okay. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, we got off track there a little bit. But so you you brought up cardio zone training, right? What is that? So zone training is something that how I got myself healthy nine years ago, and it's literally your body starts to burn fat when your heart rate is at a certain beat. So you're now your body's using fat for fuel, and that also has to do with nutrition. So you know you they they play in hand nutrition timing, certain amount of calories, certain amount of carbohydrates, but you your body starts to burn fat at a certain certain rate, then it starts to burn fat at a higher rate at a certain rate of your heart rate, then it starts to burn fat and muscle and break down muscle as energy at a certain rate. So you want to work in through those zones. You want to get up into the high zone and then back down into the low zone. So we, we create here at EcoGym, we create, we, we have a class surge. Okay. And then that was based on this scientific evidence that this is the fastest way to burn visceral fat, correct cardiovascular disease and get people healthy in the best shape. Okay. So, so each, does each age group and each individual have a different optimal zone that yep. they need to be Absolutely. in? Absolutely. So, okay. So there's different. So like, let's say somebody who's listening to this in a different part of the country here and they want to get their heart rate in the right zone. Do you know those age ranges off the top of your head or like where they need to be at? Yeah. So most devices these days automatically calculate that for you once you put in all your data but there is a specific uh, equation that calculates that okay but yeah it's all based on your um, age and um, you know it's based on your age versus uh, your resting heart rate okay okay and so the thing is is the more the healthier heart is the the lower your zone will be but the harder you got to work to continue to make progress so you know it's almost like man i'm getting healthier but i got to keep working even harder now to get more to, out, out of the workout yeah, yeah. To, to get more out of the workout to not hit that plateau you know so i literally been working with a guy who's 60 years old who in two months i got him off all his medication high blood pressure, high cholesterol, thyroid medication by reducing the visceral fat away from his organs, teaching him about nutrition. And I do this actually with multiple people, but this is the latest one. This guy is in such phenomenal shape at 60 years old. He says, Sean, I'm in the best shape of my life. And he was a college wrestler in Pennsylvania. So to, to say, you know, and those guys are great athletes. You know, and to say that I'm in the best shape of my life at 60, this guy didn't even know that he had a chance of hope and that there was a solution. The medication was the solution because that's what he was prescribed, you know, but the problem still exists. Now, this guy, you can't slow him down. He literally does burpees through his entire workout with weights. 
Wow. Yeah. Bur- <laughs> wow. He will out burpee anybody, and he's 60 years old. I think I, I think a lot of um, a really common misconception um, for a lot of older people is that, well, I'm I'm too old for that stuff. I, I can't do that stuff. But the thing is, you need to know where to start and yeah. that you can do fun, creative exercises that will benefit you other than just sitting on a recumbent bike and pedaling for like an hour. I think that's a huge problem. And and you know what I see? A lot of people that walk through our doors, their doctor tells them, well, just go nice and easy, pedal on the bike a little bit, and then go for a walk. They can do so much more than that, even at that age. And and I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, that guy is an example. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say that um, he probably does somewhere around... 200 plus burpees in an exercise and he's six he's 60 the biggest problem tori is is you're speaking to the masses everybody's going to have an excuse of why they don't want to do it the body likes homeostasis it likes being comfortable but comfortable doesn't mean healthy you know you have to get out of your comfort zone to grow and to become better so you, you have to step out of that comfort zone you're only talking about 30 minutes an hour a day of your comfort zone to improve your health and to extend your life. And did you know that people who eat healthy and exercise, okay, mortality is coming. We can't stop that, but we can definitely extend it. But when you go through that cycle of, of mortality, you are years. It's literally years of less suffering for people who die and exercise. So not only do people who don't die and exercise have a shorter lifespan, but they suffer longer through the mortality that that time until they pass. So people are literally who are eating and exercising, eating healthy and exercising or living longer. Their their suffering rate for death is a lot shorter. So your approach with your clients, your people, what's the first thing you tackle? Like, let's say I'm, I'm coming through the door. I'm 75 pounds overweight. Uh, my body fat percentage, you know, I'm up around 40 some body fat percentage here. What's the first thing that you sit down with these people and, and tackle? Like, what's your plan of action? Well, you know, the first thing is we have to really show people where, where they are and, and, we check their cardiovascular health, okay? So I know exactly how the recovery rate on their test tells me how healthy their heart is, how conditioned they are. Um, we, we do the basics. We build the foundation. So it's based on cardiovascular health, core strength, and flexibility. We get a precise, um, clear goal in mind, and usually it's just to get the person in a healthy state first, before we get to fit state, okay? So we set a healthy goal or a smart goal for them. And then, um, you know, and, and then it's really just getting their mindset right. You know, they have to have a mind of n- not defeat and and you have to minimize or, or exclude all excuses. Let the professional show you 
the way. You know, it's like I told the gentleman yesterday that was kind of giving me a little bit of, uh, um, he wanted training. I told him exactly how long it would take for us to get him to the, his healthy state. But he was like, no, you know, I think I'm just going to try this for a shorter period of time. And I said, let me ask you something. When you go into your doctor and he says, you need to take this medication to make you better or to help you. Do you tell him no? <laughs> no, he, he, yeah. he's the professional. He's, he's the, the doctor. Prof right. I'm the professional here. Why would you even debate what I'm telling you? that I can help you get to this, but it's literally going to take this time. I've been doing this for almost a decade. You know, you wouldn't argue with your doctor. L let's get you to this point. But so many people are reserved. They are like one foot out, one foot in, uh, sitting on the fence. And, and, and this has a lot to do with their past, and it has a lot to do with the homeostasis mindset. They just want to stay comfortable and that they might have tried in the past and just been defeated, you know? So how do you, how do you get around that with them? Is it just reasoning and trying to use logic or what, what strategies do you use to get them a hundred percent bought in? You know, and I, I'm not saying everyone will get a hundred percent bought in because no. I know that's not the case. Not at all. But all you can do is really show them that, I guess I would say I've been blessed that I was on the other side of the fence. So I can say, listen, you know, I was here. And then in six months I was here. And this is how I do it. And you're here. And you need to be here. And it's going to take this long. You know, it, all I can do is give people my education. All the years I spent studying uh, college courses certification programs um and 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 try to educate them as much as possible but in the end you know like i told the gentleman earlier i can lead the horse to water but i can't make you drink it i can give you everything you need to be healthy feel better more energy less pain and less you know i i don't say that i can cure anything and i do not say that i can get you to the point i can heal you off all your medications but what i can say is in my past that i've had a huge response of eliminating and reducing the need for medication so but i'm not saying i cure anything you see but i definitely give your body into the best position that it can be so it really is just getting people to get started because I think that's the that's the first step. Mm -hmm. Get started. Let's get you going. 30 days later, you're going to start feeling the, the effects. And, and then by then, most people typically within that four to 12-week period are addicted to feeling better. They're already seeing improvements. And that, I, I think, buys it in. So they really need to get started. So it's literally, it's that bridge of getting them started to the point of them, like, just being on the fence. It's, it, and, and it goes like, again, it goes back to 70% of Americans just prefer to be sedentary, to be complacent, uh, to take the medications, or, or when they get to, to that point, but I would say for most people, it's, it has to be a fear factor. 
Mm. The fear of being uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 The problem is, is that there's no, there's no magic pill. There's no magic diet that yeah. can fix it all. Um, like you said, putting your body in an uncomfortable state, working out and exercise is uncomfortable yeah. and it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. I think you're right. People are, people are scared of that. Yeah. But the, the, the other option is, is to be laying in a hospital bed, getting yourself pumped full of medications and going through heart surgery, you know, getting, you know, a bypass or stent, um, dealing with stroke and then having to go through physical therapy to recover from stroke. Uh, if you recover, you know, uh, those, those are the things that people have to deal with. And if they just put in the effort today, would prevent most of that. Excellent. No, those are really good points. So you touch on nutrition a little bit. I want to touch on this one subject because everybody wants to bring up uh, protein, right? Everybody right. wants to talk about protein, protein shakes. Some people think they're a complete gimmick and they can get it all through their diet right. and their lifestyle there. Um, what's your opinion on that? So... You know, for most people, um, they they are needed at a certain point. Okay, I think everybody's diet is malnutritioned, so supplementing vitamins is super important. Um, I think um, protein for protein synthesis. Okay, so when you're repairing muscle. And that's the the whole point of a protein shake is important for people who are doing resistance exercise on a three to five day basis a week. Okay. Now for most people who are getting started in exercise, they're just needing to lose some weight. They're doing mostly cardiovascular light resistant exercises. It's not really something that they need. Okay. You can get 99% of your protein and in your nutrients through food if you have a balanced, healthy diet. But you're not going to get 100%. And so, you know, for the people who are doing resistance exercise, protein is important. Uh, it's about a 30-minute window post-exercise where you get that protein synthesis effect, that muscle repair effect. Um, so at that point, to have a way, you know, um, or, or whey casein blend protein or an egg or plant protein. Even I like plant protein as well mm -hmm. for people who are vegan or vegetarian. Um, plant proteins are great. You know, the thing about a vegan vegetarian diet is you only get the vitamin B12 through the meat. And so they have to supplement that. But, you know, ever, you know, everybody are very more aware these days on those types of diets. So they supplement properly. So raw food, plant food-based diets are not bad at all and really can help a lot of people with certain um, health issues. You know, I can get into food and quality of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could go I, on for I, That'll be another episode. Yeah, we'll though. have to do that because, <laughs> man, you know. I got it. All right, yeah, I just wanted to get your quick take on that. So, all right, so wrapping up here, you got to give two pieces of advice. Okay. Somebody who is, let's say I'm someone who is, you know, done exercise, this and that, and I keep falling off the wagon, right? And mm -hmm. I want to, I'm looking to get back into it. Right. Two pieces of advice. 
What do you have to say? Okay. Falling off the wagon is just allowing, um, again, life, stress, daily grind, um, sedentary, that, that complacent, that, that homeostasis set to take place. L- literally, or being, you allow life and laziness to take place. So you have to make it a goal. You have to say that I'm going to perform exercise this amount of many days a week. And regardless of what comes up, things are going to come up. You'll have to shuffle your schedule around. You might have to exercise on this day other than that day, you know, uh, but get it in. So the people who um, either yo-yo diet or exercise in and out, get with somebody who can get you a program who holds you accountable. Accountability is key. I even have a Facebook accountability group. Um, accountability is key. And and know that it's going to help you age slower, uh, let you live longer, make you feel better, allow you to deal with stress more. You know, so so that that is one suggestion I would make is is get with somebody that can hold you accountable and stick to a program, stick to it for your life longevity. The other thing is is cook more meals at home stop eating out so much you need to and i get it yeah i believe in the 80 20 diet i i'm a firm believer in that lifestyle the 80 20 rule in most things in life you have to have some wiggle room some freedom but if you cook 80 percent of your meals at home you're going to get better quality food, less sodium, less added sugar, no trans fat, you know, hydrogenated oils. So cook more at home um, and be more conscious when you put in things in your mouth. Is that food nutritious? Is it giving your body the nutrients it needs and the energy it needs to thrive? I love it. Yeah. No, those are great, man. Um, well, again, thanks for being yeah, thank on the you. show today. We're definitely going to have you back on, I'm sure, as the weeks go on here to cover more topics oh, yeah. and to uh, pick it. your brain. Um, so thanks again for uh, listening, tuning in. Make sure you guys, again, go to our website, onehealthpodcast.com. Share that with your friends and family. All of our news is on there. Stay up to date on the latest topics, trends, uh, all of our videos, all that good stuff. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel, One Health Podcast on there. Again, special thank you to Eco Gym and special thank you to Team Motivate in You. Thanks a lot, guys. Until next week.